Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get it on your feet. It's curd and law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in another edition of Kurt and Long, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with our guy, Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight. And Ryan Horvat on the phone today for this edition of Kurt and Long as we get ready to preview the Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And before we get to that, uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about a firing that happened earlier today on Friday as we record uh, concerning the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, who were absolutely destroyed by the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday night football, 63 points put up by the Raiders uh, again. And we've seen the Raiders and the Chargers. Raiders should not be scoring 63 points on anybody. Uh, but again, three fumble recoveries, a, a couple of D scores. It was just embarrassing for the Chargers. And therefore, Brandon Staley gets fired uh, as the head coach. Tom Telesco gets fired as the general manager uh, with three games to go. Uh, they'll just patch it together and then hire a a new GM and a new coach uh, coming this off season. Horvat, you wanted to get into this a little bit as well. Yeah, I did. And unfortunately I'm uh, stuck in traffic. So my commute into work has been two hours the last three days because the president of the United States is like being like shuffled around Washington, DC. So uh, having to get in early today, I've just been sitting in the car, uh, you know, but I'm sitting in the car and uh, I'm also scrolling through social media because I kind of figured this was coming. I predicted that Brandon Staley was going to get fired. I actually thought it was going to happen after the Packers beat him. If you remember, you know, when I made our, our prediction that week, I picked the Packers to win the game and I said, Brandon Staley will be fired. So I just think this is a couple weeks too late season. Oh, Justin Herbert done for the year. Like last night, for example, when you're getting steamrolled like that, Easton Stick, I get it. He's been the backup there for a couple of years. But why not at least see what you have in Max Duggan? You know, at least we know that he could get the ball to Quentin Johnston, who thus far has looked like a bust. Yep. But the problem with Brandon Staley is he's supposed to be this defensive-minded head coach. And since he's been there taking over for Anthony Lynn, the defense has actually gotten worse. So uh, he gets canned, rightfully so. Like I said, probably a year too late, actually, when you think about it. But now here's the issue. I'm a little concerned, man, because Joe Barry – I don't know. You think he gets to keep his job. I'm not quite sure. If he is out, I'm a little worried. Brandon Staley might take over. Didn't Matt LaFleur, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Matt LaFleur want Brandon Staley before he was hired as the head coach of the Chargers? Don't they have a pretty solid relationship? They're all in that like little inner circle. I don't know, man, because I know Brandon Staley's supposed to be a defensive guy and he did wonders with the Rams, but let's also look at what he had at, you know, with the Rams. He had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. We unfortunately don't have that in Green Bay. And his scheme is, is brutal. Like you said last night, man, the Raiders, and I get, you know, the Chargers probably quit in that game, but the Raiders should not be hanging 30 points, let alone 60-plus. They'd only scored 21 points three times all season, I believe, before that. So uh, that's my concern, man. I do not want Brandon Staley on this coaching staff if we finally get rid of Joe Barry. Well, let's not act like the Chargers are void of talent either. I mean, Khalil Mack, Bosa, Derwin James, there's plenty of talent right. on that Chargers defense. And before the season started, you thought the Chargers were going to be much better than it turned out to be. Yeah, I was a big dummy with that, man. And it was because Kellen Moore takes over as offensive coordinator. You know, I didn't really like uh, Lombardi plays for Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert has a rocket for an arm. I want to see him throw the ball down the field. And, you know, a lot of it was just short little, you know, quick throws. And the offense was fine the first couple of weeks of the season. But, yeah, that team's just a mess. And it's funny because, like, people on social media – 
uh, we'll blame Justin Herbert. And I think we saw last night, it has nothing to do with Justin Herbert. If anything, he's like Aaron Rodgers and some of these other guys were for their teams for years, the ultimate deodorant, you know, that's covering up the stink. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. I would love to see Bill Belichick go there, you know, and maybe keep Kellen Moore or find a different OC to work with the offense. And then he takes over the defense. Cause I know one thing about Belichick, you know, he's, he could coach defense. I know we, some of us have like these pipe dreams where he's coming to green Bay to fix our defense, but Bill Belichick will never be a defensive coordinator ever. He'll be a head coach. Okay. The other thing is if he is going to be a defensive coordinator, you're going to have to pay him a ton of money. Um, and oh, yeah. there, there's no way. And if I'm a head coach, uh, like Matt LaFleur or whatever else, do I really want a Super Bowl head coach breathing down my neck as defensive coordinator uh, and dealing with that? I mean, you really have to be secure within yourself uh, to put a Bill Belichick on staff, not as a head coach. I agree with you. I don't think he's going anywhere as a coordinator either. And there's already been speculation about Belichick maybe to the Chargers. But again, the Chargers and the Spanos family don't have uh, a very long line of high-paying head coaches that they've paid over the course of time. Uh, very frugal organization, I guess you would say. Uh, and that's part of the reason, if you go back to the Eli Manning draft and why they didn't want to go there, because they weren't convinced the Chargers yeah. really were trying to win all that much. So it, it, I would find it hard to believe that Belichick would end up with the Chargers. I don't know where the best position for Belichick to end up with and who he fits the, the best with and what situation is best for Belichick if he decides to coach. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be the Chargers. I kind of think he's done, man, coaching. I, I'm not saying maybe forever, but I think he takes the year off, and I think that's why he actually – also, it was the Army-Navy game, you know, so I think a lot of that had to do yep. with why he accepted to go on the college game day set. But he was pretty good, and he's entertaining. I think a lot of people think he's just this old crab ass, which, yeah, sure he is, you know, and that's the way that he thinks that he has to be. That's the way that he's won all those Super Bowl rings. But, man, like – He's got a pretty funny personality. Uh, so I could see him being in the broadcast booth. You know, maybe just like on a set like Urban Meyer is doing right now for a couple of years. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see which way that goes. Telesco, you know, he's been around a while. Telesco will end up in somebody's front office. Does Staley, do you think, end up on a coaching staff somewhere next year, even if it's not Green Bay? Yeah, because I think, like, that's how it works, right? Like, these guys have buddies. Um, you know, they all get second chances. From, from their buddies, from their coaching trees. You know, like how many different chances is Bill O'Brien going to get? Yep. How many different chances is, you know, like Joe Lombardi, I didn't think he was any good. He's got a job. So I do think Staley will be somewhere, but I don't think you could hire him as your defensive coordinator unless it's somebody like LaFleur, you know, because I think you would have to make him like, I don't know, defensive backs coach, special advisor, something like that. Associate head coach. Yeah, he'll have a spot in the league. But he definitely should not be a coordinator, and I don't think he should ever be a head coach ever again. I want Salah if he gets fired. That That's who I want. Of all of these LaFleur buddies that he has, that would be the one guy that I would open up the checkbook for if, if that's what it took. But again, even if you open up the checkbook for a Staley or a Salah, uh, in my opinion at least, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, but you have to let them be involved in the draft process too. Like If there's a certain type of player that Salah wants that doesn't fit the Packer way or whatever – you know, you've got to be able to trust your coaches that whatever player they want is going to fit into the scheme that they want to do. And defensively, with the aggressive nature of the defense and what you want, you really have to rely on your coaches to kind of pick who they want for their defense. I don't know if that's happening with Joe Barry, but that definitely has to happen with the next guy. I don't think it is happening with Joe Barry. Um, and I don't even know that I would want Joe Barry, you know, like having any anything to do with the evaluation of the talent. Because, like, 
he's having a hard enough time. You know, like guys that just like can't multitask. Like I love my son. God bless him. He's 10 years old, but you know, like I'm always like one task at a time, buddy. You know, like, you know, don't worry about like brushing your teeth right now. Let's get the homework done. Right. Okay. Because that that's the thing with Joe Barry. Like, you know, it, it, to quote the great Mike McCarthy, Joe Barry, he, he needs the, he needs to clean his own house, right? Like he needs to clean his own room. Um, He's, but yeah, I completely agree with that. With like, if you're going to get somebody in like a Robert Sala and I would trust him as a coordinator, I, I, I still think, man, I mean, I know it hasn't really went well this year, but I don't, and it's the Jets and they're a mess. I don't know why you would fire Robert Sala. Like he, he had a bad deal. I mean, right. Like Zach Wilson was emotional, like emotionally, he was like mentally broken, maybe emotionally broken and could not play the position for a couple of weeks. You know, and then like Tim Boyle was your backup quarterback, right? Like he's the defensive guy and the defense has been pretty good all season long. He wasn't supposed to worry about the offense. That's why you go and you pay all that money to Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Famer, and you hire his buddy Hackett. And uh Rodgers gets hurt the first drive of the season. So I think I think uh, Hackett. I think um Salah should get another chance as a head coach, but if he doesn't, absolutely. Like, please get him on the first plane to Oshkosh or Green Bay or wherever he'd have to fly in, Milwaukee. All right, take a quick time out. We'll come back on the other side. Confident, concerned, curious, our, our way of previewing the game. And tell you guys, our, giving you our thoughts on Packers and Buccaneers. We'll do that next here on Curd and Long. Download it on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast app. Also, you can stream us or watch us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. ANC Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, check us out at 1250amthefan.com. Follow me at Sparky Radio. My guy, Ryan Horvat on the phone for today's podcast on his way into BetMGM tonight to the studios out there in Washington, D.C. Catch him uh, weeknights, Monday through Friday. While the games are going on, make sure to check him, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu out as well. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Uh, let's uh, get to confident, concerned, and curious uh, confident. What are we confident in Ryan Horvath for the Packers heading into this game against the Buccaneers at Lambeau field coming up on Sunday? I am confident that it's going to be a rough day for Baker Mayfield. He is not going to have much success in this game. And I have two data points to tell me that, you know, like I believe, um, it's like four touchdowns, three, no, it's like three touchdowns, six interceptions, something like that against green Bay. You know, played a little bit better with the Rams, actually, if you remember the primetime game, but ultimately in the second half kind of fell apart. And then in the first matchup, Christmas Day a couple years ago in, in at Lambeau Field when he was with Cleveland, whew, I mean, I know he's playing with an injured shoulder, but it was, it was rough. Yeah, you got some different parts on this defense. We never know who's going to be out there, who's not going to be out there. But Joe Barry, uh, you know, obviously not a top five, top 10 coordinator in this league, but I think he's going to have Baker Mayfield all figured out in this matchup. I think uh, I'm confident that Baker Mayfield throws not one, but two interceptions in this game. And Rashawn Gary has uh, not one, but at least two sacks in this game. So it's going to be a rough day for Baker Mayfield in that uh, passing attack. Let's talk about what's happening right now as we record this. Practicing uh, currently for the Green Bay Packers, uh, according to Cassidy Hill. And Cassidy Hill is uh, the Green Bay Press Gazette. Elton Jenkins, A.J. Dillon practicing, Quay Walker, Aaron Jones, Jaden Reed, uh, Tay Wicks, and Eric Stokes all practicing today for the Green Bay Packers. Not practicing, Christian Watson and Darnell Savage 
if they go into this game only without Watson and Savage and the rest of those dudes play, that's a huge, huge upgrade for the Green Bay Packers and for hopes of a victory. Completely agree. Um, I would love to see Stokes back on the field, see what we actually have in Eric Stokes. So we'll see how that goes. I expect I would be shocked if Christian Watson played in this game. I do not expect Watson to be on that field. I would love for him to be back on that field. Uh, I think he's much needed for this offense, but I don't expect him back. Need A.J. Dillon. I want to see, we talked about this on the last pod, Sparky. I mean, like, maybe not so much in late game situations until his football IQ improves a little bit. More Patrick Taylor. Um, You know, use some of these other guys, but A.J. Dillon's actually been running the ball pretty well. We're going to have to be able to run the ball against Tampa. Although, man, they're pretty good against the run. So, probably going to be a bigger game for Jordan Love in the passing attack. It would have been great to have Christian Watson in this game. That's the key injury for me. I, I would love to have Jair in this game, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I feel fine even if he's not able to go. You know, the A.J. Dillon thing is interesting because he's dealing with a broken thumb. Uh, LaFleur yeah. was kind of asked about it and pretty much said yes to two questions by Spoon about – as far as does he have to get medical clearance and it's going to affect him possibly holding on to the football, that has to be the other thing considered here if, if you're going to play him. And he just said yes and smiled uh, to both of those. So obviously he must have been cleared because he's practicing. Now the question is, how can he? How much is he able to grip the football with a broken thumb? I mean, that that's not going to be an easy deal, I can't imagine. I mean, I know Brett Favre played through stuff uh, as a quarterback, but as a running back, you're holding on that football and dudes are constantly kind of, hitting you in right in that area of where you're holding the football. That's going to be a, a tough, tough thing to do if you're A.J. Dillon, I would think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a tough injury to play through, especially, like you said, at the running back position. You know, running back, quarterback position, even, man, if it's not on your non-throwing hand, uh, it still could be a painful injury to deal with. So we'll see. Uh, it's nice that he's at least going to test it out. You shoot him up with a little Toradol before the game. He might not even know that thumb's broken. Right. And then he goes into the half. Maybe you shoot him up with a little bit more Toradol, you know, and uh, I, I don't know, man. I one time at football practice, I mean, granted, this is high school. I right. to be this guy, but it was disgusting. Right. Um, I tried to like bat down a pass and my finger like literally just like snapped off, man. Like it was like hanging by a thread. And my coach was like, Horvath, get the F back out there. And I showed him my finger and he goes, Never mind. We're going to the hospital. <laughs> and uh, they took me to the hospital, dude. And I uh, practiced like two days later with it. It was painful. I was like trying to return punts. I don't know, man. I mean, it's a thumb. Mine was like an index finger, the index finger. So, if you know, I, you got to shoot them up with a little Toradol and maybe uh, that'll work. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes for A.J. Dillon. But I definitely want to have him out there in this game. But like I said, man, it's kind of tough to run the ball against Tampa anyway. So, it's going to have to probably be a big Jordan Love game anyway. Well, they're saying <clears throat> so far uh, that uh, Kenyon Drake is going to be able to play, and they feel confident that if he has to take on a bigger role in this game, that he knows enough uh, that he'll be able to do something. How confident, since we're unconfident, are you, uh, if it ends up being Kenyon Drake and Patrick Taylor in this game as the main running backs, that this team is able to still be able to do something running the football? It's a great question, man, because, like, I don't think they're going to be able to do a whole lot. You know, I think they're really going to need A.J. Dillon for, like, those those tough yards. But who knows? See, it's so tough with these dudes off the street, right? Because we see, like, James Robinson, and I'm like, oh, that's a decent little pickup for the Patriots. And then they cut him. And then, you know, we're like, oh, we'll see what he's got left in the tank. And, and we see him for two snaps, and we're like, ooh, he's got nothing in the tank. That's why he keeps getting cut. Um, 
and then every once in a while, like the Ravens will pick up like a Kenyon Drake type guy off the, off the streets in that system. It'll average six yards per carry for a couple of weeks. So it's so tough, you know, to say, you know, and especially just because we never really know what to expect from the LaFleur offense as is, you know, is it going to be a bunch of like Jaden Reed end arounds that he's going to try? You know, I mean, sometimes even when Aaron Jones is out there fully healthy, we don't give him the football. So I'm not very confident against Tampa that they're going to be able to run the ball. Even if A.J. Dillon does play in this game, even right. if A.J. Dillon was healthy, I don't think they were going to be able to do a whole lot more than like three, four yards per carry. But you're still going to have to run the ball. You can't just – it can't be like Jordan Love dropping back 52 times in this game or they're going to tee off on him. You just need – you're probably not going to hit a whole lot of explosives, but if you could hit like three to four yards, you know, I would want – what I would want in a perfect world, first downs, early downs, quick, short little passes with Jordan Love, you know, run the ball on like second and six, you know, make, make third down more manageable, but I don't think they're going to be able to break off the explosive runs, but you at least got to keep the defense on it. Let's uh, talk about uh, my confidence, I guess a little bit, and maybe it's wishing upon a star, but I I, I want to say confident in Jordan loves accuracy will not be nearly as bad as it was on Monday night. Cause well, I realize it hasn't been the best, but it hasn't been that bad all year. That, that was the single worst game I've seen him play as far as missing wide open guides in the flat and everything else. I would have to think uh, from an accuracy standpoint, he gets back on uh, to the train of where we were for those three weeks where we're, we were winning. Uh, and it's at Lambeau Field, home turf, whole deal. So I'm confident that his accuracy issues uh, will be fixed. Concerned. What are you concerned about Ryan Horvat going into Packers Buccaneers coming up on Sunday? Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, concerned, actually, just about the spot here for Green Bay again, because you go back home and this should be, a, okay, we dropped one, we should have had, now we got to bounce back, we go back home, but I'm just concerned because they're a young team, so how do they react now to the loss? Because I was a little bit worried how they were going to react because they were getting hyped up, you know? I, I don't know they're obviously like not following the betting community, but like people were like, you know, buying futures on the Packers, trying to make the case for the Packers to be a sneaky team. If you turn on like, you know, um, you know, Sunday night football and all that stuff, they were kind of becoming like the headline story, Jordan love the Packers found another one. And then they went out there and laid an egg against the giants. So now I'm just kind of concerned. How do they, how do they react? How do they bounce back from that? Do they go back home pissed off? and take it out on the Buccaneers who are actually like, that's what concerns me about this spot is Tampa needs this one too. You know, they're actually the favorites right now to win the NFC South as crazy as that sounds. The Saints were minus 175, big favorites, you know, to win that division because they pick up Derek Carr and they have that defense. Saints have been a complete letdown and the Bucs got off to a nice little start. Remember two and oh, and then they kind of come back down to earth, but they want this one too. They want to make the playoffs. Baker definitely wants to make the playoffs. So the spot kind of concerns me because if the Packers lose this game, I think they might be in big trouble because I worry about that Bears game a, a lot. The Bears are playing good football right now. A top 10 run defense, getting a little bit better in the secondary. Eberflus is coaching for his job. Justin Fields is playing for his career. I worry about those divisional spots. So it would have been really nice to be able to beat the Giants in Tampa wins that you could have had circled. And I don't know, you know, should feel good about this spot. There's three and a half point favorites, but we'll see. Cause they are a young team. I think they can lose one more game and still make the playoffs, Yeah, but that's it. And that's why I think, and I'm with you on what you said. I think Tampa, this is a must win for them. If they're going to be in the playoffs, because I also am concerned about that bears game, especially because Justin Fields will run. 
uh, and Tommy DeVito does not run, and he carved him up. So I, I'm concerned about that uh, for sure. All right, let's talk uh, a, a little bit about where I'm concerned, and you tell me if you agree or not. I'm a little bit concerned about this Packer pass rush that went missing against the Giants. And you hear Joe Barry talking. He's saying, hey, we had a pass rush just fine for the last three weeks. I, I didn't see this coming, that we wouldn't be able to get home. I thought we would be able to get home. Uh, like they had been getting home for the last three or four weeks prior to this. No real explanation of what happened. If they can't get home consistently against Baker Mayfield, like most NFL quarterbacks, you know, they're going to eat this Packer secondary up with Mike Evans and Godwin and some of these other guys. If Godwin plays, he's a game time. Uh, but Mike Evans for sure will eat this team up if Baker Mayfield is given time. Oh, you just said it right there, man. I mean, that's the key to this game. And that's why I brought up Rashawn Gary and said, you know, he's going to have two sacks in this game. And if he doesn't, Packers are big screwed, right? If you don't get pressure on Baker Mayfield, I'm actually, I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good teammate. The guys buy into him, you know, like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, wanted out Chris Godwin still does sure Mike Evans wanted out now man they've like fallen in love with Baker they're going to dive bars in Florida hanging out he's a guy's guy he's a football guy uh but he's terrible when he's under pressure he's Johnny Manziel under pressure when he throws from a clean pocket you still see flashes of Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma he could still let it rip you know what I mean so you have to pressure him if he throws from a clean pocket he's going to pick this secondary apart it all comes down to you know Rashawn Gary Here's why you're getting paid the big bucks. Kenny Clark, make a play. It's been a couple of weeks. You know, somebody else, make a play. Um, so I completely agree. That's, you can't have Tommy DeVito through from a clean pocket all night long. Also, Tommy DeVito, a hell of an athlete, people forget. Some would say sneaky fast. And so uh, he's able to move his legs a little bit. But still, there's, there's no reason you shouldn't get a hand. Tommy DeVito shouldn't be leaving that game with his, with his jersey clean. So we can't see that from Baker Mayfield, especially at home. And the crowd, man, get loud. Don't be doing the stupid wave. You got to get loud for this game. Curious. What are we curious about the Packers going into this game? I'll start. I'm curious to see who's going to be that guy for Jordan Love in this game without Christian Watson. Like, who is going to be that guy that's going to step up and have a big game? Because the one nice thing about this offense, even with Christian Watson, is you're able to spread the ball out. There's really not that guy. I think maybe I'll be wrong. But I think by this point next year, we'll be talking about Wicks being the guy in this offense. Um, And, you know, he's battling the ankle or whatever the case may be with him. But I want to see who that guy is going to be because Kraft has shown some flashes here in the last couple of weeks. Reed has been kind of one of those guys all year long running or catching the football. Dobbs has shown that he can be the guy. Just curious to see if anybody's going to stand out and go over 100 yards and have a day against his Buccaneers team. Yeah, like I'm kind of like it's it's for me I'm curious about like really the same thing I just went back to and I'm curious to see how Jordan Love responds. Not not the team, not the offense. You know, you said kind of the same thing that you're you're confident that he's going to be more accurate. Right. And I'm I'm a little bit less confident than you are, I think. So, I want to see the Jordan Love from those three wins that we just rattled off. And I want to see it's not even just Jordan Love though. You know, like I'm curious does LaFleur get back in his bag? I I know he called out the players and he called out the defense and he called out the special teams and he called out everybody but himself last week. He wasn't very good either, man. Like, way too many trick plays. I love a good trick play, Spark, but like, Hate him. come on, man. No, I don't want you to ever I mean? see him again in Green Bay. I'm done. Never, ever again. No, you're right. No, I'm done. No, because they, they, don't, right. they don't work. I think one has worked all season. 
And then I hear, well, he was open if it would have worked, if they didn't fumble the ball, if he didn't throw the ball to the, you know, in the dirt to the guy he was supposed to throw it to. If the defensive lineman hadn't blown it up, the guy would have been wide open. I Stop. Just done. Yeah. I'm done with all of it. It doesn't work with LaFleur this year. I'm done. I don't want to see it anymore. Take a quick time. I'll come back. Dennis prediction time, baby. It is Ryan Horvath's prediction on Packers Buccaneers. We'll see what he thinks. What's the play for everybody to make coming up this weekend. Don't go anywhere. It is Kurt and long downloaded on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast at, or check us out streaming live. And when we're not streaming live, the videos are still there on the Odyssey sports YouTube page. Hey, it's C Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM, The Fan, along with my guy Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. Make sure to check him out on your BetQL radio stations across the country, weeknights, Monday through Friday. He gives you all the insight and tips going on for the games in progress as they're happening, plus gives you some help on those West Coast games, along with Trista Crick and Nick Ashu. Let's talk about Packers Buccaneers on Sunday. We did confident, concerning, curious in the last segment. Time now for some predictions. Last week, I predicted Packers to win after predicting to lose for three straight weeks, uh, and they won. So now here I sit, and I'm in a quandary, because if I pick them to beat the Buccaneers and they lose again, I'm pretty sure it's going to be all my fault. So I'm not going to make a pick. I'm going to go to Ryan Horvat and let him make the pick for the week. Horvat, what say you? Yeah, I think the Packers are going to win this game. I'm not going to bet the Packers to win this game. But I do think that they'll find a way to win this game. They're three and a half point favorites in the game. Uh, I will say the Bucks kind of a sharp play. A lot of people do like the Bucks in the game. People think that the Bucks could win this game. I don't think the Bucks are very good. Still trying to figure out how good the Packers are. But I think you know you have the home field advantage. You know, hopefully we get some 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 weather there for the for the uh, Florida team, and hopefully we're able to, like you just said in the last segment, get some pressure on Baker Mayfield. I don't trust Baker Mayfield, and I do trust Matt LaFleur. Um, not every week, but I trust him in this spot. I always go with the better coach at home. You know, if it's, if it's a coin toss game for me, which is what three and a half is telling you, three and a half is telling you that if these two teams played on a neutral field, like if this was a Super Bowl game, it'd be a pick. But these teams are about even, you know, and so it's tough to call this game. Uh, if we get good Jordan Love, this could be a blowout. We get bad Jordan Love, Tampa could win this game. So, tough to call i'm gonna go green bay 21 tampa 17 green bay wins and covers the under hits baker mayfield has a rough day jordan love has a bounce back performance my favorite bet of the weekend actually comes on saturday night and it's unfortunate for us packers fans i actually like the vikings in the daytime even with a backup quarterback but i love the lions and a lot of people my co-hosts they love the broncos in this spot you should always back horvat we're going to go with Detroit. I've faded Detroit. I told you the Bears were going to beat Detroit. That's because that was cold weather golf outside of the dome. Golf goes back home, right? Primetime golf in the dome. They're going to be able to run the ball. Denver can't stop the run to save their lives. That's why I couldn't understand why we went away from the run. We should have pounded the Denver Broncos. They're overrated. And so I, uh, I, uh, like, uh, I like the Lions, Spark. I think the Lions are going to crush the Broncos. And I think the Packers are just going to squeak by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hope you're right about the Packers and wrong about, about, about the Broncos because I'd like to see the Lions keep losing. Uh, Sunday's nope. weather forecast, according to AccuWeather, uh, as I bring it up here on Friday, says 40 degrees, clouds, real feel of 35. 
Uh, high of only 40, low of 23, 10% chance of precipitation. So not that cold. Winds 10 miles an hour. So for the most part, uh, not not bad weather at all for either team. I don't think it's going to bother Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield, especially Baker Mayfield. I mean, man played in Cleveland. Uh, so it's, right. not, it's not like he's played in not Florida well, his whole career. Yeah, no, he wasn't very good in Cleveland, though, Stark. Well, was that the weather or was it just because he's not very good? You know what? Actually, I can make the case for Baker. He was pretty damn good that first year with Stefanski. Right. They went to the playoffs. They beat the Steelers. He was bad. People forget that. He was bad because he had a separated shoulder that season. The season that we just talked about when he came to Lambeau and lost on Christmas Day. Like, he threw a really bad interception, but because he's Baker, he couldn't just let it go, and he goes to try to make a tackle, and he goes up high, and he separates his damn shoulder. Like, that's what I love. I love Baker Mayfield, man. I mean, I don't ever want him to be my team's starting quarterback, but I like to watch him, and I usually cheer for him. Not this week, though. Yeah, no, and I, I would totally agree with you on that. I, I got one other thing for you, because I'm just curious. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the Packers, but Rami Makhlouf and I uh, were together earlier today uh, in a car ride down to Chicago. And we were having the conversation about the Bears and that number one pick they're going to have from Carolina, number one overall, the fact that you have Justin Fields. My thought is if Everflus stays, that Fields stays, and they trade the number one pick and they move back. If they fire Everflus and Getsy, then I think they trade Fields as well and let the new coach pick uh, who he wants to be as his quarterback. What say you? Man, I'm glad that you brought this up because my uh, cousins, obviously all big Bears fans, they've been texting me like the last 72 hours about this. And I told them, like, it's done. I like Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields might be a fine quarterback. Maybe he goes to Atlanta. You know, you're not getting a first-round pick because why why would Atlanta or any team give up a first-round pick for Justin Fields when they could take you know, one of these rookies, Jaden Daniels, and not have to pay him, yep. not have to, you know, pay him without being able to evaluate him. But it's over, dude. And I'll tell you why it's over, Spark, because like general managers, you don't have a long shelf life, right? Even in Chicago, Ryan Pace is gone. Why is Ryan Pace gone? He made the decision to draft uh, Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, right? And then he got a second chance and he drafted Justin Fields. Ryan Poles has no attachment to Justin Fields. You're going to have the number one pick. If Caleb Williams ends up being Patrick Mahomes, you almost even have to take Caleb Williams at this point over Drake May, man, unless you have really good information. But do you really want to do it with another Carolina quarterback? But you have to take Caleb Williams because if he ends up being Mahomes and Fields ends up just being Fields what he is, like some weeks he's good, some weeks he's not, but he's always turning the ball over. Dude, you're not, you're, you, don't, you don't have a job anymore. You know what I mean? So I think you have to, have to take Caleb Williams or Drake May, but you got to go quarterback. I, I haven't seen enough from Justin Fields. And, you know, I'm a big Justin Fields apologist. He's got to go elsewhere. I think he could be a solid starter. And, uh, yeah, man, even if Eberflus is back. Because that's the thing. Like, how do you fire Eberflus, though? Because the defense right now is top 10. That's a top 10 run right. defense. That's what, he, that's what he's in charge of. So yep. if anything, man, you're not going to get like a Ben Johnson unless, you know, things really go south in Detroit. But if you get your version of Ben Johnson, I would just replace the OC because I don't think Luke Getze is very good without Aaron Rodgers. I think we're coming to find out Aaron Rodgers got a lot of people paid. He's the, we thought he was a bad teammate all those years. He's the ultimate teammate and friend. You know, Lazard, Cobb, all those guys have him to thank, the whole coaching staff. But, yeah, uh, I think you have to take Caleb Williams, man, right? Aren't you with me? Um, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm with you or not. I, I guess it depends on what I'm getting for Justin Fields. I saw a mock draft in CBS Sports that said 
Justin Fields to Tampa for their pick in the first round, which will be around 20 or so. Um, and then maybe a future third or fourth round pick. If you can get a one and a three or one and a four for Fields, then I think I do it. But if the most I can get for Justin Fields to say a third round pick, I don't know if I can do that. And I don't want Justin Fields with Caleb Milliam, with Caleb Williams and Drake May. Uh, and you can, you know, if you trade Justin Fields and you take a quarterback at one, then you still have your own pick plus that pick. So you still have three first round picks. Now, let's say you say, I'm going to keep Justin Fields, but I'm going to trade back from one. You're still going to have multiple ones and multiple ones probably in future years. If I'm the Bears, I'm going, okay, fine. We'll flip-flop ones, whoever's coming up, and I want your one in 25 and your one in 26. And giving myself the opportunity to have multiple ones for the next two years after this year to continue to build uh, around Justin Fields. And they're in a great position. It's just a matter of what they want to do. Just got the uh, injury report from the Packers before we wrap this up. The only one listed as doubtful or worse is Christian Watson. Savage hasn't practiced all week. They listed him as questionable. Everybody else is listed as questionable that has an injury designation. So as of right now, the only one that looks like they for sure will not play is Christian Watson. Everybody else questionable. So who knows? I mean, if you get half of those guys to play, I think that's a good thing for the Packers. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. That'll do it for another edition of Curd and Long. Have a good weekend. Toodles. Toodles.